Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's Vayera. Pasha's Vayera is such an exciting parsha. We begin with the extreme chesed of Avram Avinu, who, according to our rabbis, Vayera elav Hashem. Hashem appears to him on the third day after his circumcision. And Avram had been pained that he could not extend hospitality. Hashem had made the day especially hot. And that wasn't satisfactory to Avraham. He sends Eliezer, according to our rabbis, out to look and uh, for wayfarers, people on the road. And he says, Master, there's no one out there. It's too hot. So Hashem sees how troubled Avram is, so he sends three angels in the form of men for Avram to provide hospitality. And Avram, and this is an interesting question, how he's able to do this, Avram says to Hashem, excuse me, I know you've come to visit me, but I'd like to go and tend to the needs of these three. Come on, nomads, idol worshippers, incredible. And... He doesn't give them peanut butter and jelly. He doesn't give them some lemonade. What do we find he gives them? He gets the whole household whipped up into the chesed mode, and he runs, 99 years old, three days after his circumcision, very hot. He runs after the animals that he's going to serve them at this barbecue. Sarah, quickly, make brownies, involves Yishmoel and whips the whole house into chesed. It's not just that Avram does chesed, he does chesed in the extreme. And the parsha ends with the famous Akedah, whereby once again Hashem tests Avraham, and in a way he's testing him to the extreme. Of all the ways to test him, Avram waits a hundred years until he's able to have a child, and this is the child that, quote, yesterday Hashem had promised Avram that through this child will be his continuity, and now Hashem is telling him to take Yitzchak and bring him as an offering on Har Hamoria. And Avram passes the test until the last moment. He's ready, willing, and able to do this. The last moment, the angel stops him, and the rest, as we know, is history. I'd like to share with you one or two exciting insights on the Akedah. And that is as follows. First of all, as a way of introduction, the Rambam, Maimonides, in his Moren Nevuchim, in his Guide for the Perplexed, says, do you want to know what is a very significant lesson that we learn from the Akedah? After all, the only prophet that God spoke to, Peh El Peh, face to face, is that of Avram Avinu. I'm sorry, Moshe Rabbeinu. Avram, like all the other prophets, Hashem spoke to in a dream, as we're told at the end of Parshas Baha'loscha. Now, Says the Rambam, could you imagine if Avram was 99.99.99% sure of the reality of the dream and its message? He never would have done it. We see how clear the prophets understood their message 
of nevuah, prophecy, that he's ready, willing, and able to do this, even though it defies and goes against everything that Avram taught all of society about him, that God doesn't want human sacrifice. So the directive of Hashem at the very beginning of chapter 22 is, Vayomeri love, God says to him, Avram, Avram says, Hineni, here I am. And the second verse is, Vayomer Hashem says, Kach please take your son. And he tells him to bring him as an offering. Now, on the phrase, Kach Rashi cites from the Gemara in Sanhedrin 89b that Hashem says to Avram, please do me a favor. Please stand firm in this last test so that the people shouldn't say, come on, the first ones, the first ones were not substantial. This one here, this is a substantial test. Now, that's very difficult to understand. Because after all is said and done, I ask you, Avram, at the age of 99, when he performs his circumcision, he didn't need an operation. That's what his urologist had told him. He did it for one reason and one reason only. God told him to do it. Wasn't that a valid test? Leaving his home, leaving everything behind, including an aged father, isn't that a valid test? According to many, being thrown into the furnace, and we can go on and on. How is it that the Talmud can say that please pass this one, this test, so that people shouldn't say that the others were without substantiveness? Rav Schwab, in his Sefer, Mayon Beis Hashoeva, gives a very interesting answer. He says, if we look at all the trials, all the tests that came before the Akedah, they were all regarding Avraham himself. Namely, would Avraham um, complain to God when there was a famine, or he would go to the land of Mitzrayim? Would Avraham be there when his no- Lot, his nephew, was taken captive and he had given his word, if you'll be in trouble, I'll be to your right, I'll be to your left, and he goes to war against the four kings who defeat the five kings. Why is all this Mamish, all this are not really substantive? Rav Schwab suggests that all these tests were only testing Avraham. Would Avraham pass the test? None of these tests prior showed Avram's ability to transmit his belief in one God to the next generation. That not only would Avraham be ready and willing and able to do anything and everything for God, but the next generation as well. And so, indeed, 
when in the Akedah we find not once but twice, father and son went together, meaning they're unified, and after all, how old is Yitzchak at the time of the Akedah? The answer is, he is 37 years old. And he doesn't say to his father, Abba, I think you're carrying this religious bit just a little bit too far. No. It's called the Akedah. And ask yourself, of all the different actions that Avram does to fulfill the directive of offering Yitzchak as a sacrifice, yes, one of the actions is that he ties down Yitzchak on the Mizbeach. Why should this whole procedure be called Akedah? And the Medrash gives a very insightful answer that Yitzchak, who realized exactly what was happening, that he was going to be the offering, says to his father, a coldly, tie me down tighter, stronger, so that I don't flinch and, God forbid, disqualify the Korban. So the very name Akedah is the answer to the question that everybody asks. Why is it called Akedas Yitzchak? Wait a second. That is the test of Avraham. What about the test of Yitzchak? And the answer is Yitzchak passes his test by telling his father to tie him tighter. And so we can appreciate what Rashi says that the, uh, the prior tests were Aimbo Mamush. They didn't have anything substantive, meaning they would not be passed to the next generation. I'd like to corroborate that which Rav Schwab is saying in his Sefer Mayon Beis HaShoeva with the teaching of Rav Chaim Yaakov Goldvicht. Zechat Sadik Levracha, the Rosh Hashiva of Kerem Biyavna. And he says the following. In last week's parsha of Lech Lecha, Hashem says to Avraham, Come on, we're going outside. He takes him outside. Now, why? Because you can see the star-lit sky better when you're outside. And Vayomer, and he says to Avram, this is in chapter 15, verse 5, Habitna Hashemayma, look up to the sky, Usfora Kochavim, and count the stars. Imtuchalis Porosam, can you count them? Vayomer, lo, and God said to him, Ko hiye zarecha. God said to him that so shall your offspring be. At first glance, what it means is that your offspring is going to be as numerous as the stars. Fasten your seatbelt and listen to the interpretation of Rav Goldvich. According to the rabbis means that Hashem took Avraham literally outside the natural order. And he was saying, you, Avram, will not have a child. Avraham, I'll change your name, 
and I'm going to change your destiny, Abraham will have a child. Sarai, she is not destined to have a child. Sarah, I'm going to change her name, and I'm going to change the destiny. So, Vayotzei Oso, he took him out of the natural uh, order of things, and he says to him, Ko so shall your children be, meaning just as you are beyond the natural, just as you have been victorious over nature, so too shall your child children be. Now watch. As we go further in the Akedah, in verse 5, Avram el Avram says to his youths, okay, according to the rabbi, they are Eliezer and Yishmael. Shvulachem po imachamor. You stay here with the donkey. Vani vanar, and I and the young man, Yitzchak, nelcho adko. We shall go. Now, what does adko mean? Many <coughs> translations are we will go hither or beyond. We're going a little bit beyond. You stay here, we're going beyond. This is one interpretation. But Rashi says on the spot, on nelcho adko, that we are going to Ko, Avram says, let me see what is going to happen to God's word who said to me, Ko Yezarecha. And watch this. Melcha at Ko, Hashem shows Avraham at the Akedah that just as Avraham is Hachutza, the Malam Yitzchak Avinu, says Rav Goldvich, by saying, Abba, bind me tighter, he is doing the exact same thing. He is showing that he too has not only gotten the message of his father of monotheism, but he too is going beyond the natural. And finally, there's a Medrash Plia that says, oh my goodness, we find this again later on in Parshas Vayeshev, when the wife of Yosef's master, Eshes Potifa, uh, accuses Yosef. So the Torah says that Vayonas, Yosef, runs and Vayetze Hachutza. It would have been enough to say he ran away. Why does it have to say that he went outside? The answer is which Chutza? He's going to the chutza of Vayotzei Osoha chutza back in 15, showing that God's prophecy is not a prophecy of Echus, excuse me, of Kamas, is not a prophecy of quantity necessarily and only that your children will be numerous as the stars, but children, a prophecy of echos, of quality, that your children are going to be, wow, beyond the natural. Yitzchak, beyond the natural. Bind me tighter. Yosef, beyond the natural, able to flee the desires of his mistress, putting himself in the greatest uh, situation, not caring, only doing what's right. 
what a powerful lesson we are being taught. And the idea is that we shouldn't say, it's only an Avraham, it's only a Yitzchak, it's only a Yaakov, but it's each of us. By the small things that we do, we too can rise above our natural and our Kodesh Baruch Hu will please God respond to us in kind. Shabbat Shalom to all.